0: You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So
1: dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your hosts, Dana and Shayna. We have just been grooving in a flow of having so many amazing guests on our podcast. I feel like last year we had just tons of solo episodes. And for whatever reason, in this season of this last few months, we have just had so many amazing guests and opportunity to interview or opportunities, I should say, to interview amazing people and um, the theme of how we can take care of our bodies more and how we can treat our bodies like these reverent temples and sanctuaries that they are and really nurture them and feel them and not uh, numb them or ignore them, but really tap into the wisdom that we each have in our bodies. And I think that it goes just so hand in hand with human design of How can you listen to your body and get out of your mind and let your body lead you? And it's hard to do that um, energetically and intuitively when you're not honoring like your physical vessel. So it's been a theme that's been coming round and round every single episode. And we're like, okay, hopefully everyone's not sick of hearing about this, but I don't think you are because I'm not sick of talking about it. So we'll just trust that that's that's in
0: alignment, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's really coming to the forefront of our experience that this is a part of our shift, part of our awakening, part of the way that we're ushering in this new paradigm is having this deeper awareness around our bodies, especially as women, because that information and education has been so deeply suppressed in the old paradigm. So I am just really grateful that we're getting to learn. We're getting to expand. I feel like it's so supportive in this awakening and moving into like, as we are creating this new paradigm and watching the old paradigm crumble right before us, like this is a core theme that I'm really excited we're getting to learn about and share about. So today we're having on a special guest, Nikki Bostwick. She is the founder and editor in chief of The Fullest and the host of The Fullest podcast. So we were just on her podcast talking about human design. We love Nikki. She's a badass projector, mom, business owner, self-projected projector, just like Shana. And it's so fun to hear her experiences and her wisdom and to learn from her. She is passionate about providing wellness content that offers a perspective outside of that mainstream narrative. One that is holistic, diverse, and inclusive. Since launching, Nikki has grown the fullest to include a daily digital platform, a podcast, botanical product line, a wholesale business alongside her amazing team. So she is uh, sharing with us today all about um, different herbs that we can use in our wellness routine. She shares a lot about saffron, which is fascinating and so inspiring to hear about. We talk about yoni steaming and we just talk about the shift of our paradigm from you know, feeling disempowered in our health and feeling like we're trying to suppress what we're feeling versus shifting into becoming our own inner, inner authority, listening to our intuition, being our own guide in that space and supporting our inner connection to everything that we're feeling and wanting to grow towards. So we're so excited to get to share this interview with you all. Okay, so without further ado, let's welcome on our special guest for the day, Nikki Bostwick. Thank you so much for being here with us, Nikki. How are you
2: doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this part of our combo. I know we started on my podcast and now we get to I get to be on yours.
0: Yeah. I'm loving it. So for everyone listening, Nikki's also a projector. So we're three projectors here having a projector party. And when (laughs) we came on your podcast, I just remember really connecting with you and loving just your energy and your frequency. So we are so excited to have you on our show and to get to learn from you. Um, And I'm curious if you could just kind of start us off with introducing yourself to our audience and sharing a bit about what it
2: is that you do teach, share, and create. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So I'm Nikki Bostwick. I'm the founder of The Fullest. And our platform is really this holistic wellness platform that shares information. And at the end of the day, all we want to do is empower women to trust their intuition and do things that help them live their fullest life in a more natural way. So We offer a lot of information online in the form of articles. We have our own podcast that we just talked about um, called The Fullest Podcast. And then all of our products are really created to help women at different stages of their life cycle. So from fresh, a teenager, or when you start your menses, all the way through menopause and It's all botanical-based and we really have focused on saffron as a main ingredient in all of our products right now. And as we continue to formulate, that'll shift a little bit. But we started with saffron because we also believe that mental health is the foundation of wellness. We've been in the industry for a really long time. I personally have. And from all of my travels, from all the people I've been able to connect with and all the research I've been able to do I really realized it comes down to like one thing. And if you're not able to, you can like read all you want. And, um, but if you're not able to really take that step of just wanting to even get out of bed to do simple things like drink water and go on a walk, then we kind of have to address things from there because there's so many little things out there. People share so much information and it gets so convoluted and everyone has something that has worked for them, which I do believe works for each person that's sharing, but we're so different. And this concept of like one size fits all medicine or supplements or anything, really that's what needs to change. And so anyways, saffron is just like a really great way to um, support your mental health and I don't think that, again, there's one size fits all, but Saffron's been proven to really support anxiety and depression for most people. And there's a lot of clinical research behind it. So we've incorporated it to help people first just kind of like calm down, feel like their mood is elevated and then get to a place where they can really focus on their well-being.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful, and I'm really excited to learn more about saffron. I was checking out your your content on the fullest Instagram, and it's just so beautiful. Like you can even when you're looking at the video, the intention behind the way that you create your products, it's so beautiful and inspiring. So I'm excited to learn more about that. But I wanted to say that I love this intention you have of really being able to support people's uniqueness for wherever they are in their journey. And this has been such a huge theme for us supporting women and the different stages of our life and really honoring that and bringing reverence to that. And I think that that's something that has been so underlooked in this kind of old paradigm that we're shedding and we're moving into this new paradigm of really wanting to give support and full reverence of people's uniqueness and and honoring those natural cycles. So it's so beautiful. And I was kind of curious before we dive into Saffron, I wanted to hear what was your journey into this work that you do?
2: Yeah, I can totally get into it. I'll try to make it a little short, but basically I've always kind of had a knowing that I wanted to be in the wellness space. As a young girl, I always just felt kind of different in the things that I liked and gravitated towards. And I come from an Iranian family. I'm 100% Iranian. I'm first generation Iranian American. So my parents immigrated here and I was born here. So I was really lucky because I was surrounded by people who started with my culture in mind. And that meant I didn't speak English until I was five years old, even though I was born here. And so I understood like traditional Iranian medicine. And my mom would always have like something that helped naturally that would help. Like if I had a stomach ache, she'd give me mint tea if I had. And then like things like, you know, the brat diet we call here. But if I didn't feel good. She would give me just like rice, right? Or she would put a lot of saffron in our food. And that's actually typically not done. And um, most people are like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. We're not going to use that much of it. Um, Whether they can or not, they just don't because it's looked at something that you just don't use a lot of. But my mom was obsessed. And at the time, I think it's because she was not in the right marriage. And so my parents not Having a great marriage really affected me. And I felt like that's also part of my story because I found ways outside of um, the family dynamic to like cope. And sometimes that was good, sometimes that was bad. So I, you know, ended up being bulimic. I also, at the around the same time, like after that, Bout of bulimia, I found yoga and that really supported my journey for healing. And I really needed that. I found yoga at the age of 14. So it was something that I like committed going to because I was struggling so much at home with my parents. And when I found yoga, everything kind of made sense because I had that background of really understanding. A natural and traditional thing supporting people. Um, So it wasn't weird to me that something like an exercise like yoga can also support my mental well being. And also, I'd always just gravitated towards like plant based foods, and that's really uncommon in my culture. So I had this inner knowing that like I like this, but I'm being told by my family that I need to eat meat. And that's just the way human beings operate. And so I always just like, Realized that I should like kind of trust my intuition. It was just something that I did from a young age. So even though they told me to eat meat, I didn't. And like that supported me. I'm on my journey. I went to plant based culinary school. I'm not vegan anymore. And at that time, I was just vegetarian, but it was something that really. Helped me look at our food system differently. And again, not outsource like so much of what we do, because I think the problem is that we outsource so many thoughts and so many daily things that we forget to trust ourselves. And we place so much trust on the government and we place so much trust on all of these other things when we really need to get back to doing our own research, trusting ourselves, trusting that what's right for us might not be right for others. And so that gave me that foundation, just like that journey of, okay, like my parents are in a bad relationship. They're kind of unreliable they both love me. So I had that love for that from them and like financial support. But other than that, like emotionally and all of that, it was like not there. So I had to rely on myself a lot. And then I went away to college in a Persian family, like you typically stay close to home, but I was just like, I'm out of here. You guys are wild and I need to get out of the state. So I, I, in doing so i think that really supported my independence and i was in oregon so that like made it so that i was like even further along in like a plant based journey because obviously portland's kind of like known for that and so i um after college like i came back and my bulimia came back for a little bit and i was like what's going on that's so weird i thought i healed this but really at that point i realized Sometimes you think you healed something, but it can come back because, you know, it's the, obviously healing comes in layers, but also I just took myself out of the place that made me want to cope in that way. Right. And then I came back and I was near my parents and I felt like all of this stuff I actually just never dealt with. I just ran away. So then when I came back, I, really committed to emotional and ancestral healing. I'd come from this place of like, I loved yoga. I was really into eating well. I had gotten off of birth control and all these medications. I was put on Adderall. I got off that and I found saffron, which we'll get into later. But like the emotional stuff I still hadn't dealt with. And I thought I did, but it wasn't until I was faced with all of these things again that I realized... I hadn't at all. So I went and really committed myself to learning more about how ancestral trauma can pass down, how I can be the one to end that suffering for my own family if I work on it, and also how it's not anything to be ashamed of either. It's just amazing how you can just continue to heal and open up these layers and expand your life. And at that time, I felt like in terms of websites or any sort of like people to look up to no one was really talking about that and a lot of wellness stuff was just kind of like click this so that you can learn about anti like anti cancer foods or you know superfoods were a thing but it was just always about losing weight or it was like fear based like if you don't do this you're going to get this and i felt like there was nothing that was really nourishing me from the inside out in terms of content and that's when i realized, you know, I have had this opportunity to really dedicate my life to learning about these wellness practices, traveling. Like I went to Peru, I went to all these places. I learned so much from different wellness gurus, I guess you could say, but I didn't like see that information really out on like the internet. And so that's when we started the fullest. It was strictly content-based at the time. And it was really about empowering people to just like listen to their own bodies. And if you want to do keto, that's great. But like, you don't need to do keto because, or you don't need to do intermittent fasting if that doesn't work for you. Because actually, if you do intermittent fasting, nothing wrong with that. I used to do it. But like, if you've had an eating disorder, it's actually really fucking bad for you. And you're like, end up binge eating. And there's like so many issues, but some people with the eating disorders might not end up having that, right? So mm. it's like my goal is to just basically take every woman and say you are perfect the way that you are and no one else is going to be able to just like come in like it don't look outwards look inwards to then see like how you can support yourself and what decisions you can make that make sense for you not because it worked for someone else and your life will be so much more fulfilled if you're not constantly comparing and feeling bad about yourself and then feeling like there's no answers because all the information is really fear-based and causing you to have these emotions. Yes.
1: Beautiful. It literally is so in line with obviously human design and everything that we uh, believe in and share and use human design to accomplish, but it's coming from this holistic health-based point of view. And I think that's so important and real. And, you know, when you talk about mental health and how that's like the basis, like if that is not being nurtured and supported and understood and talked about and helped, then there's like no starting off point that kind of what you mentioned about, you know, if you don't want to get out of bed in the morning and have a drink of water and like start your day, like there's, there's no space to even start to, whether that's, decondition or raise your vibration or be more authentic, whatever you want to call it, there's no space to better your life if you literally can't function. So I think it's just such an important topic. And I don't really know anything about saffron um, other than the videos that I've seen on your Instagram that are gorgeous. Literally, Dana and I last night were like, we need videos like this. These are stunning. So props to you for just really great marketing. (laughs) But also, can you tell us about like saffron? And then I really want to know about how you personally use saffron and why you've created the resources that other people can use to get the benefits from this?
2: Yeah. So, okay. Saffron has, for those of you that don't know and haven't looked on our Instagram, Saffron has been around for centuries and Middle Eastern culture has used it and to support people for anxiety and depression. And that's been known. Like when I was younger, um, my mom would have a saffron tincture in the fridge all the time for cooking, and I would like down it. Obviously, now I know why because my parents were crazy, and I needed it. But at the time, she'd be like, "You cannot do that. You will literally die from a laughing attack because like it's just so uplifting." I was like, "What's wrong with that? Like that sounds great." But then later on, after like I went to plant-based culinary school and I was just kind of like, I had started the fullest and we were kind of thinking about what products would make sense for us to launch. Um, And at the time, like turmeric lattes were a really big thing. And I was just thinking, wow, turmeric is such a big thing. Like it's like a meme in people's mind. They think of turmeric and automatically everyone in the world at this point knows that turmeric is an anti-inflammatory. So I was like, that's so interesting that no one's talking about saffron. And I've been in this space for a long time. I know how to formulate. I want to have a product out there to support people, but I don't want just another product that Someone can get from anywhere because I don't want to just put waste out into the world. Like, I want what I'm providing to be truly beneficial. At that time, I had come across this double blind placebo study that saffron has been now scientifically proven to be just as effective as the generic form of Prozac for depression and anxiety. And my jaw dropped because I was like, I knew this. And I just could not believe how amazing it was that science was able to finally prove it because at that time I was like, I know this, but I want things that are, um, really effective and like, you know, at the time people would make their, and people do this all the time, you know, it's fun to be like a little alchemist and concoct drinks in your kitchen and put a little bit of chaga mushroom or reishi or whatever, all of these different mushroom powders or anything that you want into like a little tonic and drink it. But we're not talking about clinical dosages in those situations. And I wanted a clinical dosage. Like Iranian food doesn't offer a clinical dosage, a dose to support your mood and anxiety. Like it'll help you, but it's not necessarily proven at that dose. So that's what came out of that was the dose. What's also really interesting is I mentioned this, I had come off of my Adderall. And that was a really, really hard experience because basically Adderall is meth. And you're like on a methamphetamine essentially. And so when you're off of it, you're literally bedridden. So I had that combination of like, Oh my God, I have no energy. I can't Essentially, function even though this wasn't my issue going into being prescribed Adderall. Going into it, I just like had a hard time focusing. But now, oh, if I don't take it, not only can I not focus, but I also just like literally don't have any energy. So I was like always looking for something that helps with ADD naturally, and it was really hard to find. The only other thing I've ever found that's supported me naturally through for ADD is Rhodiola, which is another adaptogen that's so incredible and i had the opportunity to travel to iceland and see this amazing plant growing out of a cliff where there's like literally right no no one watering it there's no soil it's just coming out because that's like the energy that it has really for you like you're you just like when you eat that or when it's steeped in a tea or whatever you're taking on the energy of like i can do anything right So I love rhodiola and I also love saffron. And the reason when I love saffron is also like just the same way that it helps with anxiety and depression. They were also clinically able to prove that it was just as effective as the generic form of Ritalin in helping with ADHD. And it worked in the opposite way. So I'm going to now kind of share with you how saffron works in your body With anxiety and depression, it works by instead of being like a serotonin dump from like synthetic serotonin being dumped in your body from an SSRI, which is like what you'd be prescribed if you had depression, it supports your body's natural ability to create serotonin and dopamine. And the way that your body um, creates serotonin is 90% of that is happening in your gut. So you're also helping support your gut and healing your gut lining in order for your body to be able to create enough serotonin to then support your overall mood. So that's really amazing. And there's a lot of research about how it's great for Alzheimer's and a lot of different like inflammation, crazy anti-inflammatory as well. So, and that's all happening in your brain, right? Like it's really great for eyesight. It's great for Alzheimer's. It's great for, we're talking about mental health, you know, different neuro pathways are happening in your brain as well. So that gut brain connection is so important. And we see that, how that um, really is supported through something like saffron. With ADHD, same thing, like you're supporting that brain fog. So a lot's happening in the brain again. And the way that it works in comparison to a pharmaceutical is like I just said, the pharmaceutical medications are like Ritalin, for example, is methylphenidate. And so that is again like a form of meth math, speed, essentially. And so you're like basically hyping yourself up to get all of these tasks done, right? Whereas saffron is just like how it's helping with anxiety and depression, what it's doing is calming down your nervous system. It's helping with the inflammation, calming you down. And when you're calm, when you come from that place of really being truly calm from the inside out, then you're able to focus. So really, it's getting down to the root of the um, issues and supporting the symptoms that way, which I think is really exciting. Information that has come out from different labs, different studies. And I'm just really excited to be the person that can share it because it's part of my lineage too. So it just felt so authentic for me to... Um, have it as a big part of my past. Because a lot of Iranians have it in our cooking and stuff, but they don't necessarily have like a mother like mine that goes off on it, like obsessed. And so I was able to kind of connect those dots. And really, um, being in this industry, realized like there was the white space for sharing, not just about saffron, like it started with saffron for us, right? But really this idea that natural medicine can be effective, like clinically effective. And that was really cool for me to be able to share and continues. Wow.
1: I am feeling like this conversation is such divine timing. Like I cannot wait (laughs) to go and buy saffron from you because, um, it's just, so I've struggled with anxiety my whole life and I didn't realize that I had such prominent anxiety in my life and also ADHD. And it's so interesting and also gut health issues and also memory issues and also brain fog. And there's these themes and and symptoms and experiences have been just so prominent in my life. And I've tried so many different things and had brain scans and had, you know, just so many different things to try to figure out what's going on with my my mind and you know you see those things I don't know if everyone does probably just my algorithm but (laughs) my for anxiety you see those sliders that are like rare symptoms of anxiety that you probably didn't know or weird symptoms you know I'll slide through them and I'm like oh shit I have every single one of these and I had no idea like my anxiety is pretty prominent in my life and um with specifically gosh Xanax for anxiety I literally cannot take Xanax because I had it prescribed to me and I took it one time and I felt so good that I literally instantly knew like I will be addicted to this if I take another pill like I literally I can't stop thinking about it I was literally even now when somebody says like i need a xanax i my mind kicks into like Ooh, a xanax would be nice like i kind of want a xanax now i can't stop thinking about a xanax i'm like i really like i could probably get a xanax like literally i'm addicted to it off of one pill that i was like i cannot take this had to flush them all down the toilet because i i just knew and um and same thing with with Adderall and you know I didn't feel addicted to Adderall but I definitely felt that like I'm just so hyped up that yeah I'm getting a bunch of shit done and I'm focusing but I don't see ADHD as like a bad thing and I don't see it as a problem or something that keeps me from living my life I do identify with a lot of the symptoms of adhd and i had like this brain scan thing done where it's like they recently did it on the kardashians like latest show um and i had that done years ago and i was working for this company i was there with my boss um and it was like something that he was going to start putting in all of his facilities because he was a doctor and And I was, I did it with him and I was sitting next to him as the like doctor told me like, did you know that you have ADHD? And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) And the, my boss, it was kind of like a, not embarrassing moment, but a tense moment of them kind of feeling like, oh shit, like you have ADHD. Like that's bad. And I remember Anyways, just going through that and now even learning more about ADHD and the different symptoms and the brain fog and like uh forgetting things and just little things like that that I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, that's from that." So anyways, my point is, is that I'm really interested in, you know, plant-based options and in you know, going more with like eastern medicines and like acupuncture and things that are more holistic that aren't Addictive that aren't like made in a lab to like test on you like a a rat in a a lab. That energy is just so behind our Western medicine. And I'm not hating on Western medicine. It's just that frequency, that energy that feels like you're giving your power away to someone versus taking your power back. And I think that that's the frequency behind what I hear you sharing. And it's like so exciting to me.
2: I, completely agree with that statement. It, someone said this about birth control. The second you take a birth control pill, you're telling your body that I don't have the, I don't trust in my own ability to manage my cycles. And so I feel like I, you know, then you go to outsource that basically. And Truly, it's like the most real statement I've ever heard because as women, we've had that ability forever to do that. And that was robbed of us the moment that we decided, oh, we want to be sexually active. I mean, not even getting into all the other reasons why they prescribe birth control pills. And it's like, okay, so now just because we want to be sexually active, like we cannot be trusted to know those like very few days that we can possibly get pregnant. I mean, obviously there's so much more behind that, right? Like your lifestyle and, but it's like, it all goes back to tapping into your intuition, understanding your body. When you understand your body, you can make those choices, but we weren't even, we're not even giving that to young girls. And we're saying that birth control pills equal women's empowerment. Of course, I think that women should have access to whatever the fuck they want, you know, and they make that choice. No one should make that choice for us, but we shouldn't be then educating them to only be taking the birth control pill as a safe Yes, 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 Um, yes. We need to like print that on (laughs) a fucking billboard,
1: like fly it across (laughs) the world because it's so true. And I felt that like with birth control pills of like this tiny little pill is stopping my body from doing what it's naturally meant to do like every single month. And this pill is like, freaking tiny. Like what the fuck is in this? And is it healthy? And is it good? And I feel fucked up when I'm on it. And I, this was way before like my whatever spiritual journey. And, and this was like maybe 15 years ago. And I remember thinking like, this is fucked. And but also feeling unempowered because we aren't taught about our cycles. We're not taught about how we can be empowered around our bodies. We're not taught the different options. It's just some doctor, most likely a man, at least in my case, telling me this is what you do and you don't need to know anything else. And it's so funny because we have had just so many conversations lately, like our last like five podcasts, I feel like it's come round to like our cycles and understanding our (laughs) bodies as women and like how (laughs) fucked up it is. And I don't know why that's a theme that's coming through. And maybe because it's about damn time. time. Yeah, it is.
2: It's (laughs) so important. And it's a, a one aspect of how you can tap into your intuition. Like you talked about Xanax, right? Like all of these pharmaceutical offerings are literally masking our ability to then listen to our bodies and so obviously like western medicine does play a role if i was in an accident a really bad one like i'd go to the hospital and hopefully they would do what they needed to do but like other than that i want nothing to fucking do with it because it literally doesn't solve your actual root problem and then it causes so many more that they don't tell you about too. So even when we do want to solve one problem, you're causing another one. And when we're able to use, like going back to the saffron question that you had about the offerings that we have and why we offer the ones that we do, it's because, okay, well, we have capsules that are clinically proven using a pharmaceutical grade saffron To support your anxiety and depression. So it's a pharmaceutical grade of saffron that they've done these studies on, so that I can like really share that, but it's still a plant based. Material, right? And then, yeah, so like our dosages are properly dosed. You can't get that from your food. You can't get that from a saffron rice unless you properly dose your tea or your rice or whatever, which we share with people how to do that. But for the most part, like our dosages, we have a Chinese medicine dosage in our latte. It's five times that, the dose that they did the study on. And it takes 25 saffron flowers to be harvested to have one saffron latte, but you get this like instant hit of euphoria. And to your point, what you said about ADHD and how you don't view it as a bad thing, like I think of it as being a projector. It's just about understanding who you are. It's like, I take saffron to support my ADD and ADHD, but I don't want to suppress it. And taking the pharmaceutical medication I felt made suppressed it. But what um, taking saffron does is just like support you again. And like, being calm, but you're still able to, like, that combination of being an ADD, um, having ADD, and then being a projector, too. It's like, mm-hmm. wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but like, you want to be able to have big visions and strategize and have these big ideas. And yes, you want to be able to also execute on them, but understand how your body works and how you operate as an individual. Like, knowing that I'm a projector, I know, okay, I'm not going to overdo it on myself. Like, I'm going to work from nine to one and then I'm going to go pick up my son from school and I'm going to play with my kids. And then maybe later on, I'll hop on my email and I can answer some stuff on my phone. But like, that's my day and I'm not going to push it. And I have ADD and I take saffron, but I'm still like, I like the fact that I have all of these ideas and hopefully I have people or a partner or friends that we can like delegate and like figure out our our thoughts in our day whatever that means our through our career or family traveling whatever that is that you're like doing in the task at hand it's like placing yourself in the right role but really being able to get there is what we're talking about which is educating yourself about all of these things and then the Xanax thing too it's like i feel like these things yeah they just kind of again like mask or I feel like a zombie when, even though like you said, it felt good. It's almost like to me, you you're like on autopilot and it feels good, but at the same time, long, like you knew early on, obviously that you couldn't get into it because I think actual like long-term use makes it so you don't have this like fire that like you're suppressing that fire inside of you that like is needed to have like to wanna get up out of bed and wanna be in this world and like have this will to survive. And I think we're so close to losing that as a society and it's terrifying because what happens is like we become complacent about all of these problems because like if we really look at all of the fucking problems we have as a society. It's a lot like global warming is uh, like affecting us and we need to do something about it. And regenerative agriculture is an answer to it. And like, we need to get our shit together and do something. But like, because we're bombarded with all of these problems all the time, it's, it causes yeah. Underlying anxiety and it's too much to deal with. And so when we, numb out on Instagram or watching Netflix and ordering takeout because we don't want to cook. And like, we don't want to do all of those things that feel good when you do them like chores and all those. I mean, I never want to do chores. Like it's it's (laughs) at the end of the day, I'm like, I worked, I took care of the kids. I did all this stuff. Like I really don't want to do it. And I I have the support, but like, it feels so good to, you know, be like, okay, I'm not just going to sit. I'm going to like, finish these tasks because it makes me feel alive. And that's part of like, if we look at it that way, I've been thinking about it so much lately. If I look at it as like, I want to cook because I want to like prep and I want to make food and I want to feel good as a family to eat together. And then I want to clean it because like, I, it's like a brain exercise or it's like an exercise of like, again, being alive. And I think it's so easy as our for our generation to click a button on our phone and have it sent to us. And which I do, by the way, every day, don't get me wrong. Like at the office, DoorDash, everything, like it's so much easier. And I'm not saying don't, but I'm saying like for all of us to reframe because it's like my the food doesn't taste as good. Like at the end of the day, it just doesn't taste as good. I'd rather go out to a restaurant with friends and eat and like communicate and talk or like make the food and at home and it feels so good rather than just like I clicked the button. It came, I don't even feel like eating it anymore because it's just like I'm doing it and doing emails at the same time, you know? Yeah. And that's beautiful. I mean, like what
0: I'm hearing you say is just becoming the authority of our own life, like becoming the authority of like, this is what's real for me. This is what's authentic for me. This is what makes me feel alive and, in connection with my life and with my experience and with my health. And it's interesting what you said about having all of these medications in the past that doctors have prescribed that are really suppressing the symptoms, suppressing your ability to feel versus these natural ingredients, these natural herbs that can support our own inner connection. And one of the questions I was going to ask you, Nikki, is like, why do you think now more than ever, people are ready for a shift? We're ready to stop giving our kids Ritalin. We're ready to stop going to the doctor and get prescriptions for anxiety. And we're curious about what we can do to be more connected instead of that suppressing. But as you, you've you spoken, I really feel like I've kind of got these huge downloads. Like in general, our whole past paradigm in so many ways has been about suppressing what we feel so that we can control our lives and we can become more productive and disconnected from the intuition and the feeling and all of that stuff. And the more we're awakening, we're ready to tune back into becoming our own inner authority, connecting to our intuition and actually feeling our life. And that's such a beautiful and profound like takeaway from this conversation is like, how can you let your wellness routines and the rituals that you do be something that supports you feeling supports your connection to your life and being the authority of that. And I just love that. I'm so into that. And I wanted to ask you too, with these ancient rituals and holistic rituals that are from the past and people calling them new age. I just love the way that, um, Saffron has been such an, like an integral part of like your roots and your life and such a natural flowing, uh, thing that wants to like express through you. But what's your take on, you know, this, this ancient healing rituals, like coming back into the new age and moving towards that. Like, why do you think that trend is happening? And, and, um, how can we get
2: curious in that realm? I love all of those questions so much. So I'm going to try and stay focused. But <laughs> I think like that first question was really about, you know, why is this coming up now? And why are trying again, same with the rituals? But I would say, you know, for while you were saying that, I'm like, I know it's so true. It's so exciting. It's coming up and people are ready. People are sick of what's happened. Like people are sick of going back because they need like antibiotics every week month for their UTI or bacterial infections or whatever. There's like I've had so many women confide in me of like, what can I do? Because this is a recurring problem that I keep having. So something's obviously wrong. And I think maybe we're in that age at this point where we've done when you're younger, you're in your 20s, you're finally making your own decisions. You're like, oh awesome, I'm going to take this pill. It's going to help me with this. I'm going to do this. And it's just a one time thing. But like as you get older, you realize Wait a minute, that's not solving my problem. And this keeps happening to me. And for some reason, I keep taking antibiotics for getting sick. But then, like it does, I'm still sick. Or this, you know, this isn't solving my issue. And now I'm stuck and I need to keep taking this thing or else I won't feel good. So I think there's like a group of people that are understanding that okay, there's so much information out there telling me. About gut health, about inflammation, about all this stuff. Maybe I should be doing things differently. What does that look like? And very curious about natural medicine and these rituals, maybe. Like the that group probably hasn't even heard of these rituals yet, you know, but maybe. And then like it's really interesting, like talking about numbing out, because there are other people that are doing it and getting deeper and deeper into like the um, natural medicine and homeopathy and all these alternative. Things that we can do for our well-being and health optimization um, is really what I like to call it because, like, it's like a ripple effect. Once you like working out has really only become a thing in our lifetime. Like before that, people didn't like get up and work out, so that was a new thing. And once you start taking care of yourself in that way, then you start to become more eager to learn more, right? Because then you're like, oh, I feel good. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do this. So those things I think are so amazing. Um, but then I do believe that there are people that are so sucked deep into it that it's like, I mean, this whole metaverse thing is it's like so wild to me because then we are little like minions that are trying to be more and more productive. And then all of these things like technology is helping us become more productive. But at the expense of this like life, of feeling this life and being present, And luckily when you have children or when you're considering having children or when you're in partnership, because a lot of these things are, are actually, unfortunately what I've noticed with like other generations that are younger than, um, I believe us, I believe you, we're all kind of the same age. I think like for me specifically, Instagram wasn't a thing until after college for me. So I didn't have that. Yeah, there was Facebook, but I didn't compare myself much to other people Through social media as like we see now. And I think that people are so sucked into this universe of technology through Facebook. And I mean, I don't think anyone uses Facebook unless you're older, but like Instagram, TikTok, and like all of these things that we we're actually like to go back a little generate, like for younger generations, people are so disconnected in real life. Their whole life is online now. And so their natural progression is like connecting more and more and more online. Whereas I think we're kind of out of it. We understand online and we understand the importance of like kind of staying up to date on it. Like I'm curious about web three. I don't know anything about it, but I'm curious. Like what's Ty Haney doing about web three? You know, what does she have to say about it? Like I'll stay in the know, but like what's actually happening is I'm, I'm more drawn to the ancient stuff because I'm realizing that makes me feel feel more alive and I need things because I, to take me out of the technology as much as possible, I need to be in this world and put my feet on the ground and feel the soil draw out my impurities because that's what it's been designed to do forever since we became human beings. Like the natural world has been designed to heal us. Like The wind, the sun, like wind plays a role in our healing, believe it or not. Like I've interviewed people on this and it's so fucking amazing. Everything in the natural world has been designed to support us in our healing. And the more we stay inside, the less we experience it, the less alive we feel. And so I do see that there's a trend and I I get so hopeful, but then I remember that there's people that are like literally buying and selling real estate in the metaverse and I'm so confused about it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, but I think there's just these two paradigms and we're all in the other one. And that it's amazing because what's happening is it's so funny. Like I started as um, I used to be really intense, like when I had a bulimia too. Um, specifically, like I was so intense with my workouts, like I had to run my like five miles every day, or else I was like in a really bad mood, even on vacation. And I've been with my husband for 15 years. So he's gone through like all of this with me. And he's like, God, like he was terrified of me if I didn't get my run on vacation, which is so sad. But it's so funny because I talked about lurking out and how when you start to clean up your food or start to work out, like you start to see things and it is like healing in a way and you start to expand your life. But at the same time, we're again, like getting into these workouts and the gyms and the spin and like all this stuff which nothing's wrong with that. I think it's great, but it, it's again, like it's not a hike outside. It's not a dip in the ocean. It's not a walk outside with your kids or your friend. Um, it's not getting outside and that's okay. Like, I mean, I do Pilates and yoga inside, right? But I try and like go outside and luckily we, a lot of people have dogs. So that like, it helps them get outside. But I think these ancient practices, whether you can get outside or not, like you can get healing from the natural world through herbs. So like through steaming your vagina, you're getting those, those messages from the earth through the herbs because the herbs were grown in the soil and they were come from the ground. So like, how can we incorporate like natural medicine and eating more plants? You don't have to be vegan at all. Like eat meat, it grounds you, you know, whatever makes sense for you. But like when you go to unprocessed, like whatever your diet looks like, as long as you're incorporating a lot of unprocessed foods, like you're still able to get messages and healing from the earth into you. And I think when that starts to happen, you start to think differently. You start to make different decisions and you feel more empowered. And then, you know, these ancient, other ancient rituals that I'm super inspired to continue to like us share as our line um, expands is more like, even enemas, like how Egyptians have used enemas for cleansing because at the end of the day, we have so many toxins in our environment. We're going to need to do some extra things to get that out. And I think it's all about like foundational decisions we make. Like I said, drinking water, walking, steaming for women, which um, if we have time, we can talk about more. And then enemas, castor oil packs, like all of these things are foundational things that come Before you even take a supplement, really, which I think are so important for everyone to incorporate to again, like feel alive to support your body's own ability to heal itself rather than like continuing to take something on a daily basis. Yeah. So, okay. So, for
1: anyone that's like overwhelmed hearing all this stuff and they're like, shit, I'm like, (laughs) just not taking, I am not eating processed foods, but I'm, not like I'm working out, but I'm not into, I haven't started doing all the like enemas or clonics or like castor oil or, or or steaming or anything like that. What's a good place to start to like just ease into it versus like, okay, you know what? I'm going to steam my vagina tomorrow. And like, I'm going to go <laughs> on a cleanse and get like some enemas done. Like where's a really good place to start to, to just get the process going and how can they find out more information on like the different like all of the things that you just said basically like where can they find more information on that
2: okay so i mean obviously we have a lot of information on the fullest.com that's just in the form of articles and resources and like different swaps and like all of these things we have so many resources on there so you can go there and just kind of like get an idea of like just the whole philosophy around how we view things but i would say again like the basis is Drink water, go on a walk, be kind to yourself. Don't feel like, Oh my God, I didn't get a workout in. I'm going to get fat and I'm going to die because I'm going to, you know, feel city in my body or I'm going to gain weight and whatever. All of these things that we make up in our head, like just because you're not yoni steaming and doing all these things doesn't mean anything's wrong. Like that's the next step, right? But I think the first step is just being kind to yourself. And that's why saffron was our first product because our saffron, the way that we incorporate saffron, yeah, you can take a capsule, which we have our kind of thoughts capsules, but the saffron latte is just a really great place to start. It can help support you whether you're going to a workout or whether you're just going to sleep or you just want something to feel better throughout the day. It's just a really great place to start to be to be calm to be to empower yourself and trust your intuition and it's a plant that's a really high dose of a plant so again like that idea of plant medicines being so healing um it can come in the form of a tea a latte it can or the steaming the enema whatever but just getting nature in is like really the first step i think and saffron just happens to help with those other things So
1: when you do a steam or an enema, do you do that with, with saffron, like with plants?
2: Um, That's like our next thing that we're going to do is the enema, the saffron enema. There's been a lot of research on that, but we won't get into that today. Uh, Coffee enemas are great too, but there's just like a lot of conflicting information on that. And typically like people resort to it when they're like, oh shit, I have cancer and I want to do all these things. But we're trying to say, hey, you don't have to have cancer to do this. You can just incorporate it into your monthly routine to help support you, um, you know, any blockages or support your hormones and whatnot. But I think steaming is really, um, is way easier, obviously, to do than an enema and more likely that someone's going to, st- a woman will steam. So I think steaming is every single woman should have a steaming. Practice during their cycle. I think it's it is the suggestion for that I can give anyone. And we do have saffron in our steam. So I will explain. So we have a bunch of different herbs in our steam that are really formulated from everything from gentle monthly support. A lot of them are also herbs that are supporting their antifungals, anti We have everything from just like calming herbs like lavender, red raspberry leaf to help women in their cycle as well. So it's a really well-rounded blend that we created. And I've learned so much about pelvic steaming that I'll share a little bit. But I think like the best way that I kind of share with women is to start with the fact that none of us have actually been told what a normal healthy period actually looks like. And I used to have debilitating cramps and I just didn't understand what was normal. And I, my mom couldn't explain to me and the doctor told me cramps are normal, but just because it happens to most people doesn't mean that it's actually should be normalized and a regular. So for everyone listening who has a period, your period should only last four days and it should only be fresh red blood. So there's old blood that is a sign that there's obviously like old blood, dried blood, whatever is still in your uterus. That's not, your uterus isn't fully cleansing every month. There's still old residue. And a lot of times that ends up becoming, um, causing cramps and your body should only have contractions when you're pushing out a baby. And, Otherwise, you're you you do not need to have you shouldn't have contractions which are cramps if you're not pushing out a baby. It's really because your body is amazing and is trying to naturally get rid of all of that old residue, and therefore it is cramping as a way to heal itself and to self-cleanse. So if you're able to do it, if you're able to do a pelvic steam, you're able to remove to support your body's own ability to, to remove all of those the old residue to remove like any mucus because a lot of times like there's like mucus and different things in the uterine lining that can end up congealing and that's what can like turn into even fibroids but really you're able to if you're able to steam and steaming is a practice like that we continue to incorporate in our modern day lives like people steam their rugs to clean it. People steam their clothes, right? People steam use steam to clean their dishes in a dishwasher. Steaming has been proven to be very effective in cleaning. We're just using it with the support of plants to help steam so that our uterus is fully cleansing every month so that we don't have buildup in our uterus to cause all these issues. A lot of fertility issues are because people have like, so much mucus that there's like not even a way for the semen to go in and properly attach to the egg it's be- like we're so blocked so if we're able to clear out then we can um be successfully get pregnant but there's so many reasons to steam and there are contraindications as well like if you happen to have like two periods a month because you bleed often like um you can't steam because this steaming might onset more bleeding and we don't want that. So um, most people can steam and like we have a lot of information on the fullest. So like just go on the fullest. But if you're pregnant, you can't steam, but you want to use it if you're pregnant. Uh, When you're pregnant, you want to prepare to steam postpartum to help tissues that are tearing. Um, It helps prevent and support people who have infections. It helps with recurring UTIs. It helps with so many different issues that women face and people who have even, um, are on menopause and they don't have a period, they can still steam too. And they can basically, what I think is like really cool is to align your steaming practice with the moon cycle, because then you naturally are supporting your body's, um, need to, to connect with the moon, which is what you were doing when you were having an active cycle anyways. Mm, That's beautiful.
0: Wait, I wanted to ask you, which we're going to be like going down the rabbit hole after this conversation. on the (laughs) But, but I really want to know, is there, are there specific like times that you should or shouldn't steam? I mean, I know that you mentioned like with the moon cycle, but is it only right before you're going to bleed or right after you bleed? Or is there like a timing?
2: You can basically steam anytime unless you're actively bleeding. And of course, if you're pregnant, you can't, but like, you can steam anytime. We just recommend doing it two days before your period and then two days after the end of your cycle because that's like a really great way of spacing it out. But you can steam just once a month and you get amazing benefits. Like Research has shown just one steam within a 28-day cycle supports women in regulating their hormones and supporting their mental well being. It's amazing what benefits you can get from even just doing it once. We're just like suggesting to some people, like, let's say you have an infection, you can, and depending on what that infection um, feels like, like, if it's burning, we don't want to create excessive heat with the steam. It's like better to do like something more cooling, like a SITS bath. But, um, we're going to include all of this information online at some point. We just like have so much to share around it. We have a lot of great information. And, but every week we're going to be coming out with a lot more every month. But, in terms of like your ritual around it, you can't, a lot of people's cycles are aligned with the moon, right? So sometimes that matches up, but sometimes it doesn't. And so you can decide how to do it. That feels right for you. Maybe you just do it one time before, one time after. But just to remember, like your period is really when it's four days of fresh blood. So if you're like right before your period, you have a little bit of brown or you're not you don't have fresh blood anymore it's like kind of done but it's not really and it's brown you can you can steam at that time too cuz it's just old blood at that point and you're not going to like onset fresh blood to come out
1: i I am literally blown away that nobody has freaking told me that you're not like cramps are not a normal, Normal. necessary. Like I am straight up pissed right now that no one's told me that before.
2: You should be because it's really insane that we're not sharing this information with women. When I found out I was fucking pissed because every month I would stay in bed. And I was literally bedridden for days because my period would last like seven to eight days. And I had crazy cramps always on the second and third day. And sometimes like half the first day. And I was just like, I cannot move. And like my mom was like, oh, well, mine's never been like that. But a friend of mine, she, her, um, she used to be taken to the hospital and just get like an injection and her pain would leave. Like it was just so insane that my mom, would even say that, right? And I would, t- I was a diehard Midol user. Like, I cannot believe I did that to my body. Like, I couldn't function without Midol. And now I'm like, I mean, I don't use any of that, you know, but, but I understand the need to because we're not being educated out otherwise. Yeah, right. My so are like, so bad.
1: That, and I'm just yeah. like, okay, so I know that we have to go, but I just need to know, like, how do you steam? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll t- I'll explain it, and it's really not that complicated for anyone listening. Like, it's really really simple. Okay, so we have a kit online that has a stool and a pot, um, and hopefully by the time this comes out, it's back in stock because it was sold out. But we sell the herbs, and the herbs are the main component. All you need is some herbs, and we have like single serving sachets, so you don't even have to measure it out yourself. You just buy that box of herbs, and they're already measured out for you and you take one of those packets you put it in a pot fill it with water bring it to a boil and then basically if hopefully it has a lid and you go like either if you have a stool you sit over it a yoni stool but most people don't so what you'll do is kneel over it you'll undress from the waist down and then you'll kneel over that pot that's steaming with the herbs like you'll take that lid off and then um you also want to make sure you have like a towel to Trap the steam so that as much steam gets um, into you as possible, essentially. But like, if you think about getting onto all fours, right? Like, you're doing your cat, cow, whatever. And then you just kind of lean your bottom back so that you can get right above, have your pelvic area right above the pot. And then you just like basically kneel over it for 20 minutes and then you're done. Okay.
1: And is there like, is, can the water be like too hot and then it can burn you or is it like? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you'll just adjust, right? So if it's a little too hot, you'll either want to adjust by opening up the towel a little bit. So more steam gets out, right. Or you'll just adjust your bottom so that it's higher rather than lower. So maybe you're on your forearms a little bit, you know, rather than just like kneeling straight up and down, or your back being straight up and down. So you just adjust your body, So that, yeah, but you want to be careful so that like your thighs and whatever doesn't burn with the pot. And that's why it's really nice to have a yoni stool. um, If it's something that you really want to incorporate in your monthly practice, which I recommend for everyone, you want to invest in a stool. And um, it's something that's going to completely change your life. And it's another one of those things where people ask me all the time, and I feel like maybe this was going to be one of your questions at one point, but people ask me all the time, 'Cause we're all about tapping into your intuition. And it's like how what can I do to tap into my intuition? Right? That question always comes up and it's like the idea of how you get your best ideas in the shower. Well, I feel like I get the best ideas when I'm steaming because it's another <laughs> way that I'm tapping into my body and I'm it and I feel good, and I know that it, my body's happy. So it's just like a really good time to reconnect if something's going on and you just need some quiet time and a way to reconnect with nature, but you're inside.
1: Damn, I love it. I'm obsessed. I'm literally <laughs> getting the stool, I'm getting all the things, am getting the saffron. I cannot wait. And I know that you extended a discount code to our listeners, which I'm freaking stoked on because I'm about to buy everything.
2: Yeah. And that's day Luna, right? For 15% off. Yeah. Day Luna and enjoy. I'm so excited for people to experience it. It's truly um, changed my life. Like as we go on to you know, I've used it postpartum with my children. So it was life changing for me at that time. And I would consecutively do it like a whole week in a row. And I tour with both kids. So it was really important. And then as we've gone on to like formulate our own and have our own stool and pot and all that stuff, like I've been excited because then it's easier for me to incorporate too. And I'm just happy to bring it to as many people as I can. So amazing. Well, thank you so much for just sharing
1: uh, your wisdom with us. Um, and for everyone listening, Nikki is a one, for self self-projected projector, just like me. And so I just feel your wisdom coming through the more that you talk and just get on a good, like G center, uh, flow <laughs> into it. And, um, where can everybody connect with, your offerings and get their saffron and get their Yoni stool and all the sachets and everything. What's, what's your website?
2: Yeah. So our website is thefullest.com. So use the code DayLuna to get 15% off all of our offerings. And we offer single serving packets of our saffron latte as well, if that's something you just want to try. And um, and then you can follow us on Instagram at thefullestco. And then you can also follow me personally at Nikki Bostwick. And I just share a lot of alternative wellness info on my personal page too. So I go on tangents and um, I don't do that on The fullest. <laughs> but there's a lot of information on the fullest.com about, in terms of like all of these benefits and resources and even city guides for different places you want to travel and you want like wellness guides. So cool. And you have a podcast, right? And yeah, we had a podcast and you guys were on it recently, which was so fun. So yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here today. It's been so fascinating. So wonderful talking to you guys. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Wow. We love Nikki. We love that conversation and we hope that you did as well. I learned so much about Saffron that I had just no idea. I'm so excited to start implementing that and see how I feel in my daily routine. And as always, you know where you can find all of our stuff, our websites, daylunalife.com, our Instagram's at dayluna, and you can get our book right now, which we just got our advanced copies for the first time, and they're so gorgeous. Dana and I both cried. So if you haven't seen what they look like, head to our Instagram to peep them because they're freaking gorgeous, and I'm just so excited about them. So you can find and get your copy On our website, daylunalife.com, there's many different outlets there, and there's a ton of perks for pre-ordering that you're going to want to get before it comes out in January. So head to our website, get your copy, make sure you fill out the form at the bottom of our page about the book on the website, because that's how you get your perks. So many people have asked us about that. You have to head to the website for that, but we love you. We're so excited about everything in general in life and let us know how saffron makes you feel. And if it's like really helping you also let us know how Yoni steaming makes you feel because we're going to be implementing both of those things over the next, obviously few weeks, but then also few months and seeing how it really supports our physical body. So we'd love to just hear how it supports you as well. We love you. We hope that you're having an amazing day and an amazing rest of your week.